Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in for this next episode here of the Takeaways podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, for Vegas Nation. And we're brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app today. Joining me right now from Tape Don't Lie, Marcus Johnson. It's always a pleasure to have him on. One of the regulars here on the show, a good friend of mine as well. I'm excited for training camp coming up for the Raiders because that is just around the corner here at the end of July. And this is going to be one that I think a lot of Raider fans are going to to be glued to lots happening right now with the organization looking forward to what can happen with the quarterback room trying to find out what can happen with the defense how some of these new rookies pan out so me and marcus are going to break it all down for you today so wherever you're tuned in make sure you hit subscribe and also check out tape don't lie because they're awesome bd marcus they get you all covered and everything you need to know what the film says because like they said tape don't lie it makes sense right Good exactly <laughs> <laughs> so first of all marcus thank you so much for coming on thank you uh, i really appreciate you having me again always fun to be on so definitely a good time i love it i love it i love it we're gonna get into this here and we're gonna get in a little deep today i wanted to do like five things for people to look forward to, five people to keep on the radar. But before we get going into that part of the show, I have some just questions that I had thought up, uh, you know, just five things from my own brain, Heidi's brain. What has, what's going on in my brain today? And some of those involved just paper. I was looking at paper, right? Does mm. paper lie sometimes? But yeah. you look at paper, <laughs> <laughs> you look at the paper. And I was wondering like, what in your opinion, was the most improved group on paper, post-draft, post-undrafted um, free agent period. But what do you think has really improved for this team when you look at position grouping on paper? I think the, probably the most improved group is probably edge, I would believe. I I mean, just to see what, what they added. I mean, I kind of want to lean wide receiver, but I mean, I feel like it was already a strong part of the group, but I still feel like that, you know, just adding Kobe Myers brings more to the to the wide receivers. I mean, if you, if you take out the tight ends, I think he's definitely an upgrade over Mac Hollins for that type of player. So you could lean there, but I would say edge. I, I think, you know, getting Tyree Wilson and, you know, with, in there with Max Crosby, I think that's a, a good chance to have that group be elevated a little bit. Then you can mix him with Chandler Jones and he doesn't have to play right away, but there is some, some instance where he could play inside and you can mix him up a little bit, move him around. I th- think adds to the, the pass rush ability of the team and what the D line can actually become. Cause you know, they, they didn't really add too much to the interior this year. I think, I think they're betting on Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler, a couple of those guys to make the, to take the next step, which, yeah. you know, it could happen. It, it couldn't happen, but. I think the edge group, in my opinion, kind of feels like they they definitely are the strongest group, the standout group. And adding Wilson to that makes it even stronger. For sure. And I like that you brought up the wide receiver room because that was the second thing on my radar, Heidi's radar, was Mm -hmm. the amount of wide receivers they brought in. Right. There are a ton. There's 11, I believe, if I've counted correctly. Um, Lots of people, I think, thought something was going to happen with Hunter Renfro, that maybe he'd get dealt, uh, that maybe he'd seek a trade, that maybe by when they drafted some slot receivers, that that was an indicator that they were looking for somebody else to step in where Hunter had been in the past. And I think about it, and you look at, like you said, there's some upgrades there from Matt Collins. And I think one of the things with Matt Collins that for 
the most part was uh, problematic was his ability to be on the route that he was yeah. supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have guys that have done it in this system on this team, whether it's Philip uh, Dorsett or Myers. There's guys that are capable of understanding the system going into it. Yeah. So when you start thinking about that, just who do you think makes this roster? They I don't think they can keep all 11, obviously. So you know, what do you think happens? How does this work out, especially after they draft a guy like Trey Tucker, who more than likely be a specialist for the team? But even so, when you look at just the position grouping itself, there's 11 guys there. Yeah, I, I think I think they're probably going to end up keeping six. Uh, okay. My guess, I, you know, I think you know, of course, the, the main four. I mean, they drafted Trey Tucker. If Trey Tucker doesn't make the team, that's very bad. So <laughs> we're going to assume that Trey Tucker makes the team. But if anybody's going to uh, cut a third rounder, it'd be them. But we're we're going to assume that he makes the team. So we're going to go with four, right? So you go to Hunter okay. Renfro, Devonte Adams, Myers, Tucker. So they got to fill in the other two. Now, I think a couple of guys that I think have a chance to make this team, I think Cam Sims is another guy because mm-hmm. I think they need a big X out, outside. I still mm-hmm. they don't they don't have a replacement for Matt Collins with that size out there. And I still think they like big wide receivers. So uh, somebody like him might make it. I think DeAndre Carter is going to make this okay. team. I, I really feel like that he's going to be somebody they, they like that could be the slot guy. And then Keelan Cole, I think he's another guy that's been in the system uh, about another year that he has a good chance to really make this football team. So I really feel like it's between those three guys because uh, I think those are the th- other three best caliber NFL receivers that had some kind of starting kind of instance in the NFL. I know a lot of people like Philip Dorsett because of his speed, but I think he's kind of – he's like 30 years old, and I, I don't know – after they drafted Trey Tucker, I'm like, how much do you need Philip Dorsett if Trey Tucker is going to be somebody you pick up in the third round who can do what he does? You know, he can, he can do that. He can take the top off the defense and he can get beat people deep. So if you have somebody like that who I believe has better hands and is definitely a tougher, maybe a tougher player than him, uh, than Philip Dorsett, I don't expect him to make the team. So I really think it's between those three guys because I think DeAndre Carter is a backup slot receiver for sure, even though they see yeah. Trey Tucker that way. But I think they want a veteran just in case they have to, they can bring Tucker along. And then Carter has a little bit of speed to him too, that he can definitely run up the seams and and make some catches. And he had a pretty good year over there when they had a, he had a chance to get some more snaps after some injuries with the Chargers. So I think the, I think it's in between those last three to make the, the last two spots. So we'll see. Uh, Keelan Cole might have a step on those other two guys though. All right, I'm going to show you something real quick. These are my notebooks this year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start filling them out with those uh, wide receivers you just said. Yeah, and, and put them on my bubble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, when you look at the idea of Michael Mayer coming in, mm-hmm. and you you talked about having that big body, you know, a lot of people are calling him Baby Gronk, Mini Gronk, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what rookie would you be expecting to really kind of set the tone? Uh, for their side of the football, whether it's offense or defense, would it be Michael Mayer? Would it be Tyree Wilson? Who do you think is going to be the impact rookie this year? I think it would be Mayer for sure. I think Mayer is going to be the impact guy. I think he's going to be the starting tight end week one. I think he's going to be out there and they're going to let him learn on the fly. I think he's he's not going to have too much trouble picking it up. I think the protections are going to be a little tough for him, but you know, he's, he's, he's still an effective guy. He's able to get, be able to run the routes. I mean, if he gets those free releases over the middle, he has, he has some pretty good yak ability in him and he can make some plays uh, in the open field. I think they could find ways to get him touches. It's kind of like how they did Foster Moreau a little bit last yeah. year. Um, and I, I think he, he's going to play that type of role as a tight end. He's not going to play what Darren Waller played really. I think he can, they'll probably mix it up and do that. Um, I mean, they might have some, some of the other guys or when they put him in there with OJ Howard, mm. I think that he, he, they're going to mix it up that way. But I think, um, 
Mayer has a chance to kind of have a huge impact as a rookie. I think that's one guy that I'm looking forward to kind of see how he plays. Cause I really did like that draft pick. And yeah. I think he has a chance to be a really good tight end in the NFL. He's probably my favorite draft pick that the Raiders made in this class, just by everything that I had read about him, his numbers, the personality, the way he plays, the effort he gives. Is there something specific that really stood out to you when you watch him on film that you like about Michael Mayer? Yeah, one thing I, I like about him, and I think he's very underrated, is as a pass catcher. I really feel like that, you know, a lot of people, they see like the Dalton Kincaids and some of these other guys that might have a little bit more like, you know, how Travis Kelsey gets open. But I think it's a little bit more of a physical old school tight end of how he wins. And he is very good against press coverage. So I think he has a lot of upside as a pass catcher. And even though he's looked at as some kind of, you know, baby Gronk type of thing. And, right. and that's kind of why is because he has that access to kind of be that same kind of player in this system. And I think that he had the sky's the limit for him. That's why I really love that draft pick, because I think that he's just one was one of the best tight ends in the draft. He, he was my favorite tight end in the draft uh, over some of those other guys, just because uh, I know the consistency that he had in college and a lot of the things that he did over there in Notre Dame. So. I really feel like that that was a steal for them. And I think that he has a chance to be a really great player. And though these aren't the same um, brass, you know, front office folks, if you will, um, when it comes to Dave Ziegler versus Reggie McKenzie and the days of your, of the Raiders, you know, the undrafted free agent department has been somewhere where this team has really found some gems uh, going back last year where they had Isaiah Palomal and Darian Butler um, the year, be, you know, years before when they got Alec Ingold and found him, you know, even uh, Jalen Richard was one. So when mm -hmm. you think about how, the Raiders have been able to find gems out of the undrafted free agent pool. Is there somebody that stands out to you this year that maybe you've seen on this uh, roster that you thought, okay, well, that's somebody that got missed in the draft that's going to really help contribute? I think one guy is Drake Thomas from NC State. I think Drake okay. Thomas, uh, I think he has a really good chance to make this team because he was very, uh, he was a very good linebacker. He's very undersized. So he, he's like 5'11". I think he maybe mm -hmm. he Reminded maybe... me of like the Perryman build, like 238, 5'11", I think. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really, really short guy. But he was a his, – his tape is very, very good. It's, 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 it's interesting because he's a great blitzer. So he could be a sub-package guy. You might maybe even find ways to play him at safety – and, and, you know, put, make him a dime linebacker because he has that type of size where, you, can, you know, he's still effective enough where maybe you could move him to safety a little bit or try to move him around and try to figure out what's the best fit for him. Because I think he's just such a good football player. He has not great football instincts. Definitely a guy they're going to like a lot because it's just because of the type of player he is. You could tell that he's a tough guy. He knows what to do. And they're going to be able to, you know, if, you know, if Isaiah Palomar, who I think who has a little bit of a step of having that dime linebacker role right now, because he is a good blitzer as well. But if, you know, there's some instances they want some depth there, I think that he's a guy that they're really going to like. And, and if he especially does, he does well on, on special teams that I think he's going to have a way to stand out. And, you know, make some plays in preseason where our fans become fans of him and they, they just want him to make the team and push for him to make the team just because he's out there making plays all the time. Because I think he is. He's going to make a lot of plays in preseason. And, you know, another guy is Dalton Wagner that I, I really like. I think okay. he's a little bit he's not very athletic as a tackle, but I think he's very sound technique wise and he has some really, uh, you know, good feet. And I think that's something they're going to really like. So I think he has a chance. I think he has a longer chance to make the team than uh drake thomas i think drake thomas is a better path to make the team i think wagner has to go through a lot of tackles to make this football teams but my bet would be drake thomas 
All right, right there. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about five things to watch for in Raiders training camp right here with Marcus Johnson from Tate Don't Lie, and we'll be back in just a minute. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. All right, welcome back to the Takeaways Podcast. I'm Heidi Fang, joined with Marcus Johnson from Tape Don't Lie. Find him on Twitter at the Mark John NFL. And right now we're going to break down some more here. Uh, looking forward to Raiders training camp coming up at the end of the month. And the thing that always intrigues me are the bubble guys, right? How mm -hmm. do you look at the bubble and, and think, okay, this is going to be a very difficult cut. Now, we haven't seen a lick of training. We've seen minicamp. We've seen stretching. We yeah. have not even got to really watch a single position drill yet. That yeah. does not begin until training camp. So when I just think about it and I look on paper, you know, that's something to think about already. Like, who will be on the bubble? We talked about those wide receivers. Do you see another area that you're thinking that, there's going to be a real tough competition in this spot or that spot when you just look at position groups on this team? I think uh, one spot is going to be a lot of position fighting, I think, is cornerback. Okay. I think cornerback is going to be a position where we're going to find out who's starting. I think that they brought in a lot of, you know, kind of, I would say, you know, kind of journeyman cornerbacks. I think, you know, like David Long Jr. from the Rams. You yeah. know, he doesn't, doesn't have a history of starting. Duke Shelley kind of had his first kind of breakout season last year, put out some good film. And, you know, there's some potential there. You know, they brought in Ja'Korian Bennett. You still have Nate Hobbs over there, Meek Robinson. You know, some of those guys that, you know, that have played corner you know, in the system already. So it's going to be a fight for him to try to figure out if he could play in the slot. Tyler Hall is a cornerback over there as well. You, so so I think this could be a big, big competition over there because, you know, Amik Robinson, he's probably on the bubble right now, right? Um, yeah. They like him outside. They kind of brought some similar size guys that maybe have played a little bit better outside. Last year, Duke Shelley's, you know, he's a little bit taller than, um, Amik Robinson, but maybe it's probably like an inch or two. So, you know, they, they brought him in and, you know, so Amik is going to have that issue. He's got to go over Ja'Korian Bennett because Ja'Korian Bennett was already out there. You know, some people were saying that he was being a starter out there a little bit in OTAs and, and mini camps. So, you know, getting that chance to start. So I think that it's going to be a, a huge kind of battle there. And, you know, Amik Robinson, I think he, he'll be up for it and he'll be ready to go. And, you know, I, th I think the team loves his toughness. He got way more snaps last year than any other time he got snaps. They really liked his toughness and what he brings. So I think he uh, it's going to be a, a little a little bit of a road for him to make it, in my opinion. But I think that it's it, there's a chance that he could still make this team. But there's going to be some battles at cornerback for sure. You know, I, I kind of gave out that little sound when you mentioned Amik and his competitiveness, because from everything I've ever seen of him compared to field to the locker room to the sideline, every single ounce of him is all about competition from in the locker room. I mentioned that because they sometimes they play games in their, um, you know, chess or whether cornhole, whatever, um, probably even Smash Brothers. But <laughs> yeah. they're all super competitive 
uh, everything. And Amik is probably the biggest dog of them all. Uh, I wanted to move on, though, to just the five things that we're going to have to watch for this training camp. And I know a lot of Raider fans are on the edge of their seat wondering what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo when he comes back. How serious is the foot injury for you? If you had to think about the second position there, a lot, I think a lot of people think Brian Hoyer is the guy, mm-hmm. right? The number two. But would you think or give Aiden O'Connell or Chase Garbers a, you know, honest possible starting chance at being the number two if um it's not Brian Hoyer? Yeah, I think I mean if they outperform Brian Hoyer in preseason, I think they're gonna have a you could have a chance to do that. Um, it, it's going to be hard to do, I believe, though, a little bit, because I think Brian Hoyer just knows his system so well, and they just yeah. trust him so much. You know, Bailey Zappi, the only reason he got to play last year and get Zappy a little Zappy. bit of fame. Yeah, <laughs> the only reason he got to play last year because Brian Hoyer got hurt so quick against the Packers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he was still the backup last year and got a chance to play a little bit. So I think they have a lot of faith in him, him being the backup here. And, and you know, it's going to be a, up – it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for for Aiden O'Connell to kind of beat him out. But there's a chance of that. If Aiden O'Connell goes out there and he has a really great camp and kind of shows what he showed more on tape at 2021 than he did in 2022, and he you know kind of goes back to that caliber quarterback we saw on that film, I think there's a chance that he can take the next step. You know, I think and I think Chase Garbers has a little bit a step on Aiden O'Connell because he knows the system a little bit and they're going to be battling it out. But, you know, when you're the four string quarterback, it's kind of hard to get snaps a little bit. So maybe if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't ready day one, maybe he gets some snaps and some reps, um, you know, working, working in there in training camp because the fourth quarterback rarely gets reps regardless. So it's going to be a little, a little bit hard for him too as well. But I think Aiden O'Connell could be up Ryan Hoyer, but he's got to have a really good preseason. It's going to have to be like, you, you can't, it's undeniable, right? Uh, <laughs> like everybody's like, what do we have to make that choice? So yeah, it, cricket, it, like triple bull, triple bull. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> so when you think about just uh, that injury, what does your gut tell you? Does it tell you that Jimmy is going to be back for the first regular season game? Or does it tell you that there's something lingering? Or are you concerned? Uh, you know, I'm concerned regardless. Uh, you know, even if he's back by week one, I'm still concerned that it's going to linger. That's what I'm concerned about the most okay. is that, you know, he got that surgery so late. I mean, if he got it like in January or something mm-hmm. and then they had to tell him to go get the surgery, you know, it, you know, it, it's just kind of that aspect of it. Like, you know, and then and then a little bit of how between December and to March and how it still wasn't healthy, like naturally, like even if they let it heal, it was still bad enough. They're like, you got to get surgery on this. That's what I'm more worried about. Is it going to linger through the season? Is he be thinking about it? Is he be confident? He already doesn't move that well right now. Is he still going to have to, is is it going to hurt him? He's he's like 33. He's coming off another leg injury. He's had like four of those. (laughs) <laughs> in his least, career I think, at least I, yeah there's a site called draft sharks i think it is i, I yeah. can't remember it's a um a draft site and anyway when you go to it it lists every injury that that player's ever had with the date what type of injury it was the severity of the injury and then it shows it on this chart and i think jimmy looks like you're playing hangman you know but pin the tail on the donkey or something like that yeah yeah it's so. like little pieces all dotted up all over him yeah, so the, the, so you get to that point where like, how, how is that gonna start to affect him? Right? He 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 already ran a four nine coming out of college, so yeah. we don't know what what that is right now. So that's what I'm more worried about: is it gonna linger? Because he, he might be ready by week one, and I and I hope he is, because that's gonna be a big big mistake if he isn't. But uh, 
if he is, it, it's going to linger into the year. And then if they have a slow start because of it, that's going to be in trouble too. So now one of the other things that I have to tap on with the concerns is obvious Josh Jacobs, the Raiders put out a uh, primer as well for their own training camp primer. Mm-hmm. And on the visual as Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, Zamir White, there is not Josh Jacobs's face on there. Now, obviously he didn't report for OTAs and he did not yeah. report for minicamp. We all know that there's some contract issues and that's been tweeted about as well from Josh. So you think, okay, will they get this done? Will Josh Jacobs play for the Raiders in 2023? What is your initial thought on what happens with him? I, I think with this one, I think it's, depends on what Saquon Barkley gets. I think Saquon Barkley is going to get signed. I think they're, they're closer. They're still at the table. They're still talking to each other, like the agents and the giants. They're, they're really trying to get it done before the deadline. And hopefully they can get that done pretty soon. Cause I think the deadline's coming up with the 17th, right? So yeah. it, it, it's creeping up. And if, if that number comes out, that might bring Jacobs back to the table, because if that number, if that doesn't come out and that doesn't maybe too late, it happens on the 16th or something like that. And we go past that and he has to play on that contract. Mm-hmm. I think he's at least going to sit out of camp for a little bit. I don't, I don't know if he's going to sit out the season because I don't know how he's going to work that out. I mean, after right. after the, the franchise tag, I mean, it just happens. There's really nothing he can really too much. He can do about that to kind of work out an extension. So he's going to have to decide whether he just wants to sit out the season and wait or or actually go out and play. And I I think he's going to go out there and play. I think he might try to make a case of just missing all the training camp, though. I think he's going to try to do that and, you know, kind of, you know, show, you know, the show with the Raiders what they have at running back. And maybe he feels like that how much I am needed on this team, which I think he is. But, you know, I think regardless, just because some of the carries that he had last year and some of the load that he took that Zamir White and Britton Brown, or Brandon Bolton or Amir Abdullah, they're going to have to have some more carries this year and kind of take the load off of him because it's just not, it's just having that type of load tiers in a row is not going to work. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it would be more on, it would be my thought, like Z- Zamir to give Josh a blow. You mm-hmm. have uh, Amir Abdullah as the you know, third down back, right? I think Brandon Bolden still retained, but on special teams or in certain, you know, special plays that they drawn up for him. Mm-hmm. And then you could use Britton Brown in short yardage situations. That yeah. I mean, cool. yeah, you can mix it. You can mix it up with those running backs. I think I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't as much last year and try to yeah. figure out. Cause how Josh has done wild. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Especially like week 18 when it was over. Like, I don't understand why, you know, you had Josh Jacobs out there still having 20 carries. I thought that was yeah. weird. So, you know, you, you have those young guys go out there and play just like you had Jared Stidham go out there and play when that season's over and try to figure out what's happening. I mean, Britton Brown was just on the roster for no reason. I, I don't know why they were stalking him. And we, I mean, we haven't heard him overtaking Zemir White yet. So we'll see how these running backs work out. And, you know, but. They need Josh Jacobs if they want to have a, a good offense. They they, le- they need him to be effective because I still think he helps out in the passing game too as well. Is there any part in the fan in you that is freaking out about Jacobs or are you okay? I mean, I'm freaking out about Jacobs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are. So I wanted to get it from you because you know, I know where you look at, at things and how you break it down. You know, I, I think that your eyes could – say a little bit more in the mind when it comes to will this guy be back or not and yeah. you know like the situation you brought up with saquon is a perfect example of i think a reason that he has time still to sit back wait and then see what happens there 
And should that pan out in a favorable direction for Saquon, then Josh can also capitalize. So uh, that's something that I think we'll have to just, unfortunately, like you said, that date's coming a couple weeks away in yeah. July where we, we can get a little bit better of an assessment. Uh, number three on my takeaways, a lot of people think maybe Tyree Wilson is going to be subbing in for Chandler Jones. And other people say that it'll be a one, two, three punch, Max, Tyree, and as well as having Chandler on the field at the same time. When mm-hmm. you think about the way Patrick Graham worked sub-defense last year, what do you think is the uh, more appropriate use of Tyree Wilson? How will we see him used in this defense? Yeah, I, th- I think they're still going to bring him along slowly, I think, at first, because I think the Liz Frank in- injury, I think they're going to bring him along really slow into the season. I think we see more of him later on during the year. So I still think they want to get the most out of Chandler Jones, especially with how much they paid him. And I think Chandler Jones, even having like Tyree Wilson come in there, I, I think a player like him might take that a little bit personal that he has a replacement because, you know, they- he ain't there to place mm-hmm. Max Crosby. I'll mm-hmm. say that. So uh, <laughs> so hopefully I think Chandler Jones might have a little bit of a step up year. That's, that's kind of I'm hoping for that maybe he performs plays all year like he did like the last five games that he played because I think he played pretty well at the end of the year got more pressures got some of the sacks he actually got and you know against you know some of those games that he played really well at the end of the year so if he can take that momentum and keep it going into 2023 I think he's going to keep Tyree Wilson a little bit on the bench for a little bit but I think that's going to be good for Tyree because I think he's going to learn from Chandler Jones and you know they, they can move him around and he can still be a rotational piece I think he'll be able to get Max Crosby and Chandler Jones a little bit of a breather too because yeah. I think Max is on the field all the time and I know he goes a hundred percent all the time and with all those snaps that I think sometimes in certain games you can kind of see if they're on defenses on the field too much you know, he, he's getting tired. And it, I don't know what they feel about Malcolm Coons. Obviously, they didn't feel very confident in him either learning those things. So maybe he gets a little bit more playing time where they can get some more freshness, in my opinion, out of those guys, especially from Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is an old guy. So, you know, in football I think, years. Exactly. Football years. Exactly, <laughs> right? But in, uh, in, in football years, he's an old guy. So <laughs> Tyree Wilson being a rotational guy year one, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And he can learn. And then, you know, you, you kind of get the best out of him anyways, because you're, you're going to get him in there fresh and him running the rush that passer. And then next year, you, I, in the year after that, that's why I think you see him and Max become a, a tandem themselves. But I think, you know, it still could be a big Chandler Jones year for him. I like it. This uh, defense has been a point of concern, point of focus for a long time. Um, last year, you know, they had 21 takeaways, 2022, gave up an average of 365, I think, 0.2 yards a game. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, only six teams gave up more points per game. Only two teams had less sacks. The Raiders had 27. When you look at the defensive line, like we've been talking about, and the secondary, like we touched on a little earlier about the cornerback competition, do you think these areas have improved enough for this defense to be better in 2023? Uh, I mean, not not really. I don't I don't think they've improved really on that side of the ball that that much. I think they're expecting a lot of the young guys to take a next step, and you know, I and I 
that bet is fine. Uh, you know, I, I, that you draft these guys, right? You bring these some of these young guys in. Maybe you believe in a few of these draft picks. Uh, I mean, I, I think they like Diablo. They like Morig, right? So I think they believe in some of the draft picks from you know the Gruden Mayock era that they kind of believe in on defense. But I think they're expecting those guys to take a next step. Which if they do, I still think you know Morig is it has a lot of potential to be a good player. Mm-hmm. I still think Divine Diablo has a, a good potential to become a good player. So I think if those two guys take a next step, that will change a lot of the defensive dynamic, you know, and especially like saying Chandler Jones having another, uh, you know, having finished in the year like he did last year and maybe seeing some of these young guys that are inside, maybe take a next step too. Neil Farrell plays more of a nose guard role, finds ways to, you know, play better on uh, better run defense and has better technique than he had the year before. I think they're betting on a lot of young guys to take the next step. And I don't know how that's going to work, especially when a lot of those guys aren't first round picks right if there's yeah. a lot of more first second round picks that they had on the on the in the cornerback position or or in safety or some of those places in the secondary that could take that next step and they felt that way i, I would be like okay but a lot of these guys are like fourth fifth round picks and you know a lot of those guys don't pan out to become starters in the nfl i mean if you're keeping it real they, they just yeah. don't even right? if they make the roster, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fifth round <laughs> yeah. guys don't even ha- you don't even have a chance to not make the roster, mm-hmm. and then it can end up being practice squad guys or whatever. So, I mean, kind of betting on those guys to take that next step is a lot for me a little bit. But I mean, that's what they're hoping for because I mean, just kind of the brought guys they they brought in, it wasn't a lot of splash. So yeah. it, it, it was it was a little bit concerning about the defense. I'm a little worried about that. Okay, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> the yeah. linebacker room, right? Divine mm-hmm. Diablo, he's back. He looked in good shape. He's put on a little bit of mass. Um, they talked about him wearing the green dot. There's a lot of things about Divine Diablo that now we'll see how he responds to being out a good portion of last season and returns to this team as now somebody that's, you know, taking over some reins, so to speak. So I- I'm just curious on your thoughts here of, how much of an impact Divine Diablo could have on this linebacker room? Yeah, like I was saying, I think it's he he is a big key to this Raiders defense because I think that if he can take that next step and become the player that they think he could become, especially give him the green dot, making him a leader and yeah. making him a leader of the defense and all that stuff. And I still think he's a good run defender. Uh, regardless, I think he had a little bit of issues with coverage. If he could pick up the cover scheme mm-hmm. and he could play the run like he did last season when he was on the field, I think he could become a, a good, effective linebacker in the NFL and be something that they could, you know, maybe keep around for a little bit, you know, especially since he's a rookie, he's not on, uh, you know, he's not going to leave the team in a little bit. I mean, he does have a one more year in a contract because it's third season, but you know, he's definitely a, the type of player you can kind of build a defense around. If he could kind of take that next step and become the, the linebacker that they like, because obviously they see potential in them. They didn't bring any kind of competition really for him. Spillane would probably play next to him instead of against him. Right. So yeah. It, it it wasn't like a big group that they brought in, you know, Darian Butler and, you know, Masterson and those guys are still there, but I still think they, they believe in him so much that they didn't bring it. They didn't draft anybody to kind of compete with them really, you know, early on in the draft. I mean, if they had the opportunity, they had some linebackers out there that they could have drafted, um, but they didn't take that next step to do that. So they believe in Diablo a lot and we'll see what happens with that, but he definitely needs to take a big leap in my opinion for this team to, be successful on defense i got you now for rapid fire these are my last five things i okay. got five names just give me your quick take on these five guys the first one is trayvon merrick 
Uh, I think Merrick is adjusting to playing man coverage. So, and if the, 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 he did okay until he hurt his hip. So hopefully if he can stay healthy, I think they can work it out. All right, Marcus Epps, what are your thoughts on him coming into this uh, unit? And I, I like Marcus Epps. I think Marcus Epps is a really smart coverage guy. And I, I think he's going to be able to pick up Pratchagram's system really quick for what they like to do. Um, but I just worry about his tackling. So I don't, I don't expect him to play in the box that much. Ooh, interesting. Marcus Epps. That was Marcus Epps. Now on to Malcolm Koontz. Uh, Malcolm Koontz, I, I wonder if he's going to end up making this football team. I, yes. You know, it's it, that's okay. going to be a big thing for him. I mean, he's going to he's got to worry about just kind of making this team. I think they made it made it maybe might have gave him a little bit of a shot to be a rotational guy last year, but obviously they yeah. felt like he wasn't picking it up. So, yeah, he's he's got to fight his way on this team. Okay, Jermaine Illuminor. I, you know, I, I really like Jermaine Illuminor as a right tackle. I always wanted him to kind of play, even when Tom Cable benched him for movement Alex Leatherwood. I didn't agree with that. I thought he played pretty well at guard then, and I think he plays pretty well as an offensive lineman. And I, I think he's going to solidify that right tackle spot. And, you know, if Dylan Parham can make a next step, I think it could become a pretty good offensive line. All right, last one is Tyler Hall. Uh, Tyler Hall is really a guy that, you know, he might have to push Nate Hobbs outside, and that's got to be – Interesting how they do that. I mean, I, I you know, there is going to be some sub packages when Tyler Hall probably plays on coverage and maybe Nate Hobbs plays nickel inside on rundowns. But, you know, I think Tyler Hall has a chance to be a, uh, uh, to be a surprise player. I mean, he played really well last year. Nice. I always appreciate your time. You coming on, giving me all of the great information that you do, Marcus. Well, you know, we'll do it again. We will yeah, at some point sure. here. We will do this again. Hopefully I see you out at Raiders training camp. And yeah, yeah. Uh, again, follow him at the Mark John NFL. What do you got coming up? What are you working on with Tape Don't Lie? Uh, so we're working on some Dylan, Dylan Parham stuff. I'm doing that. I'm doing a lot of uh, uh, concept stuff and then, we, you know, get into the defense a little bit, kind of dive into, you know, some of these other guys like Duke Shelley, David Long, and kind of dive into the, what those guys look like in their outlook for the season. So just getting ready. I mean, it's, it's training camps coming up. It's time to do it. Let's do it. And again, hope to see you out there. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening here to the Takeaways podcast. For Marcus Johnson, I'm Heidi Fang. Keep up with all of your Raiders coverage as well at VegasNation.com. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up.